Hey, welcome back to another episode of Get the Chains. me, your boy Eli. It's me, Joe. And we're talking about Halo and Moon Knight tonight in this episode. Uh, Moon Knight episode 2 and the newest two episodes of Halo, the TV series that's on Paramount+. Plus. Obviously, we're going to start off with uh, Moon Knight because that's the most recent one and that's basically the one that's probably going to get us the most interest. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, Moon Knight, uh, so, uh, this new episode of Moon Knight, uh, definitely sort of, uh, kicks off pretty well, um, it, it definitely, uh, <clears throat> we, we get into some very interesting, uh, stuff, cause, uh, I mean, we, we don't necessarily, uh, pick off, or, we, I mean, uh, pick up where we last left off, we, we, uh, yeah. uh, we start at, um, uh, at Steven's apartment again, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he's in sleep and he's like, was it all a dream? What, what was going on? And it's clearly not a dream because, like, apparently uh, everything went down. Um, but just as we... And, it will, and he'll let her find this out. Is that he can only see what he can see and no one else can see what he can. But um, aside from, like, you know, all that fun stuff... We're starting to see like the real effects of having this sort of other personality within his life, the personality of Mark Spector, and how that's kind of like really screwing the uh, screwing him around, because he finds a lot of stuff, and he's like, "Listen, Mark is like, listen, dude, it didn't used to be this way. You used to didn't know. I made sure you were okay, but like now that you're finding out, listen, we're working for Khonshu, who is the Egyptian god of the moon." And we gotta do what he says. If not, we're uh, we're we're in trouble. More so for me than you. Uh, but you know, uh, just just I need you just to play along and just like he's not, and of course, Steven's like no, no, I don't want any of this. I was just I want to go back to my normal life and all that kind of stuff. And you know, Kanju has other things to say about that. He's like, yeah, he's very much like you're uh, you're a fool. Give back the scare of do not like you know. Give control to the body to uh, Mark, you know, uh, and, we, and we also learn uh, sort of the uh, we get to see a face to the uh, to the lady that was uh, that, that Stephen called on that phone that knew about Mark. Yeah, uh, Layla. Layla, yeah. Who is the wife of Mark Spector? Mm-hmm. So you know that's a it's a pretty uh... yeah no. It's more than just like, oh, Stevie is the main person. No, Mark had a life. Yeah. He had a life. Stevie might be the actual personality you didn't even know. And we're just focusing on him because he might be the newest personality. Mm-hmm. And like, just just all this like interesting stuff between like, is really coming. It, it, Steve's life is crumbling. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know what's real anymore. He's literally just going like, wait, I have a wife? A wife. When when I was just about to go on a date like a week ago with this really hot chick, mm-hmm. and now you're telling me that I'm I got a wife? What? No, impossible. I mean, yeah, I guess he's a and uh, and we do see sort of uh, Stephen sort of uh, coming to grips with sort of just like. You know what the hell, uh, Mark Spector. You know what what his whole shebang has been about. You know, and like just, you know, like all the crazy stuff he's been doing. Uh, and obviously, I think uh, he, he sort of gets to see a bit more like other stuff because Layla definitely seems like she doesn't even know about this whole double life thing, or mm-hmm. rather, these uh, multiple personalities. Yeah, because he's like, oh, this has to be a bit, Mark. Just just stop. It's like, no, it's not a bit. I'm Steven. You know, Steven from the gift shop. Yeah, uh, so it's it's all kinds of uh, wacky. Um, but then the police start knocking on the door because, it, um, I guess uh, Stephen has been fired from his job at the museum because uh, of all the stuff that went down. Because mm-hmm. they only see him on the security footage and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and like, and like you said, uh, as we later find out in this episode, various uh, the very various things that uh. Steven sees mm. are not seen by regular people. No, and they make it, it's a quite apparent later on, even more so. But uh, essentially, um, Ethan Hawke's character, whose name escapes me, Arthur, I believe. Arthur, yeah, he his people find him, and you know, we start learning his side of the story. 
that he is a servant of Ahmed. Ahmed, and he you might have been in league with Conchu in the past, but and but they had a falling out, and Conchu's basically said, "Just kill this fuck, kill this dude, man, kill him, just kill him, break his neck, break his windpipe, mm-hmm. all this stuff," and it's just like very aggressive, and it's kind of weird how we. It, this is clear. It, I mean. There really is a concha. There's really all this stuff going on, but it's so weird how like all this stuff is happening to Mar to Stephen and Lent. No one knows what really is going on, right? Because mm-hmm. Conchu is able to like affect the physical plane, right? So how, how, what, what's the extent? What can he do? Can he not kill anyone? Yeah, it, it seems more like he needs like because Mark mentions that he, you know Conchu picked him as his avatar, yeah, which allows him to use. You know the mm. the suit and various other things and all these abilities. Uh, so, I guess it's implied that while Kanchu can have some sort of influence on the real world, um, mm-hmm. it, it's more like he can't physically interact with uh, the real world unless he has like an avatar that can you know uh, mm-hmm. that can uh, unleash his will essentially. Yeah. <clears throat> And so, that became really the big sort of interesting part is that how much, like, this sort of, I'm going to call it supernatural because it feels supernatural. Yeah. Is is kind of working in this world uh, that, that Mark and Steven live in. And essentially, um, for not going into full part, we end up getting, like, a switcheroo kind of stuff going around where Mark is out of control. And... Can I just say, this is probably one of the more... It's a Disney Plus show, yes. And I know they just recently, like, you know, put in the Netflix shows. Like Daredevil, Iron Fist, and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But, like, when it was on Netflix, it was a dark show. Like, there was some blood and, like, sex and all that stuff. Here, I mean, you're not going to get the sex part, right? But, like, it is, like, dark in that, like... Like, the the like a TV fourteen rating would be like a PG thirteen rating dark, right? Mm-hmm. Like it like that is like the most dark it can be, and a lot of people and I know some people are like, ah, but you know, I think it'd be a lot more cooler if it had blood and you know all this stuff. I'm like, no, just the nuance of it is still effectively dark. I mean, yeah, I get what you mean. Um, I don't think uh, like. I don't think you necessarily need like uh, blood and guts and all that stuff for for you to accurately portray mm-hmm. uh, certain things. Like uh, that's sort of the one thing I really uh, feel like. Because with stuff like uh, Logan and uh, Deadpool, it works. It enhances mm-hmm. that experience a bit. It just it wouldn't work without that stuff. But it's not to say that uh, <clears throat> with Moon Knight you needed it to be. Uh, that very, uh, mm-hmm. I guess, bloody and stuff because, mm-hmm. I mean, given the nature of the MCU, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, when you count in the Netflix stuff, it does get dark there, but that's just more like how it sort of is with the sort of street level, uh, heroes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, uh, we, we, we get a bit of that fantastical stuff with, you know, this whole. Uh, Kanchu and the, the uh, Egyptian gods and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a... Uh, overall, uh, I think it's a solid depiction. Because I feel like what makes Moon Knight more interesting of a character is mm-hmm. uh, these various personalities that he has. And just them in conflict? Yeah, yeah, and like sort of like trying to figure out who's the real, like... You know, like personality, like who's who's the main personality, who's uh, this and that. And, yeah, it's and, like what was the guy's name? Not Tyler Durden, but the but the the, <clears throat> the, the original guy who ta- of Tyler Durden. Oh, um, Edward Norton's character. Yeah, I know uh, from Fight Club. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like we knew he was the original one, and then like he made um, Tyler Durden as a thing. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like that. Like you, you want to know who's the real person, right? And it's kind of hard to speculate which one it is, and just thinking about like how like kind of f- messed up that whole situation is, like the, the the lives that he's affected, and you know all that kind of stuff. 
it's still there. And but what I mean, like for me, when I say like it's dark in a, in a sense, like there's a point where like it just gets flat out aggressive. Like wow, that's just a really aggressive thing to do. And like it, it felt real, and it felt like we were just in a different kind of world at the same time. And it didn't have to do with anything with blood or blood or anything like that. It's just like I think it just has to be the tone, right? The tone has been very has what uh, can can. And some people I feel like are upset with the tone of Moon Knight because sometimes it'll have that sort of marble, like, hey, you know, it's still fun and 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 jokeful, right? It's like there's all these jokes. There's that joke where Stevie goes, float like a butterfly, sing like a bee. My name's Steven with V, Steven with a V, and it's like, oh, that's funny. Um, it takes away from the dark moment, but like, no, it it knows how to handle that moment well in both sides. This because like. Within those contexts of why Steven would do that and why um, Mark would do what he does, it's clearly, like, really kind of... I feel like it balances out really well. I don't know. What do you think? I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like uh, I, I, it feels more like people just sort of uh, just wanting to make... Uh, like, I don't know. I guess they're... I, I guess I understand why some people are like that, mm-hmm. but... I don't know, I personally don't see, like, a lot of, uh, at least, bits of comedic moments for, uh, uh, Moon Knight as much. I mean, like, obviously all the comedies with Steven, but that's just because of the way his character is and just how he's interacting with the situation. Mm-hmm. But, you know, once you switch to Mark, it, 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 it embraces that sort of, I guess, brutality that Moonlight mm-hmm. is able to... Yeah. Uh, able to do. So, I mean, I, I just don't really... See it as a problem. Y- yeah, like, clearly, uh, I feel like they're using um, Steven uh, uh, as sort of a more, like, have, have, have him be the one that handles all the comedic relief bits mm-hmm. if they want to use it, those bits. And and uh have the inner conflict between him and Mark be sort of a more uh grounded and interesting aspect to the character. Mm. Um so yeah, I mean I, I don't necessarily I'm not I guess I won't I wouldn't say that people are not like wrong, wrong to complain, I guess. Yep. I just find it like I for me I don't really see as much comedy as i think people are claiming to see yeah i mean no, no i get what you're saying because like just there's moments of fear in this in the show and there's moments of like really some light levity just to like you know ease it up but like in context those wor- those moments work more than what people i feel would feel are like are, are, are against but aside from that the, the the episode ends with like mark taking full control of the body and steven being in the sort of i'm, I'm gonna call it the mirror world and and that's sort of where we sort of leave off because situations are 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 getting a little more. I guess I think we're gonna go more into Mark's backstory now because uh, in, from my understanding, of the comics his story begins in Egypt and sort of and we're going to Egypt, so we're bound to find out what Mark's whole storyline is. I mean, yeah, um, it does seem like that's the way it's going. I won't lie. Uh... It does seem to me that... I don't know. It feels like we're kind of moving a bit fast. It does. And that's my one concern about this show, right? I think it's only six episodes. Six or maybe nine episodes. But, like... It's this thing that I've... That I've been having issues with... When it comes to the pacings of these Marvel shows. Some of them are either too quick, too long... Or they don't use the time enough well. Right? Like... WandaVision, I think, did it well, but just couldn't land that, couldn't do the landing well mm-hmm. with that last episode. You know, Loki, I feel, is also come out on the same boat, but it feels it, you're kind of okay with it because you know there's a second season coming. And Falcon and the Winter Soldier was too long, in my opinion. I like that show. Don't get me wrong, I really enjoyed it, but you can clearly tell where some of their storylines were a little too thin, right? Mm-hmm. 
where they needed more time with this story, they needed more time with this story, and they needed more time with this story kind of stuff. But you know, some people don't agree with me on that. But what what other show was out? Uh, what If? I think What If was fine. It just didn't, it just didn't like that last episode, how that turned out. Here, it's like, it's only six episodes, I think. Yeah, it's six episodes. And we're already, like, jumping a little bit. I think maybe a, two more episodes would have done it better than just six. You know? Uh, yeah, I get we. I think I understand what you mean. Um... Mm. And it's, granted, it's mostly because, like, we don't know how it's going to turn out. But it feels like, okay, we're already in Egypt. Okay, let, all right, sure. Um... I wish they did a little more uh, interesting stuff with this stuff. Or maybe we are going to get it as we go along. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I, uh, I I can't really say, to, I guess, to the aspect of, like, uh, is it too short or whatever. But I do feel like, at least when it comes to some of the more, like, major plot elements, mm-hmm. we definitely seem to be uh, getting a bit uh, quick on that. Because... Uh, there's definitely stuff that happens here that you're feeling like, oh, this seems like stuff that would be done towards, like, maybe the uh, end of the second act. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're, uh, but it's already happening here, so, I mean, hmm, this is interesting. Okay. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's sort of just, uh, I guess, my only, I guess, complaint with the show so far is that it does seem like a pa- pacing in, in terms of the plot seems to be a bit of a... Intri- uh, pacing for this episode wasn't bad, but the pacing for... But the potential overall might be bad. Yeah, but I can't really... You can't really state it until it actually is done. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, I could be wrong, but it definitely seems like it might turn out that way. I don't know. Mm-hmm. No, I, I 100% agree. I think it's just one of those things where we're going to have to wait and see. And But, I'm, but I will say this, Moon Knight is... It's been getting good reception. It's it's. It, I think for a lot of people, this is like, what they've been wanting for in terms of, like, Marvel. Like, something new, something different. And we're kind of getting that here. Uh-huh. And, I mean, I had a conversation with a coworker one time. Um, he says that he feels like all the Marvel movies are kind of the same, and to which I'm like, well, they're in the same universe. But he's, like, talking about story-wise. I'm like, okay, I don't agree with you there because stories are different. They're all sitting around different things. They just have the same kind of beat points. That's it. Right, yeah, I, I, yeah, I get, but they're yeah. they're different stories. But you know, uh, I get. I mean, I can explain that another day. But we can just talk about that. In, in it's own, by it's episode by itself. But essentially, you know, um, I, I this this show has been doing a lot of good, and part of it is just the way they're handling these different personalities and just how different the world is becoming. Right, and so you. Like, you wouldn't see anything from Moon Knight interfering with anything big, like, big, like, Spider-Man, Avengers, or, obviously, they're not, not going to deal with Guardians or anything like that. But you can kind of see it as its own thing, right? And it's, and that's kind of what feels refreshing from it. That it is its own thing. It's kind of like where we were back with the Netflix series, right? With Daredevil. It was kind of, the thing that made that show so great was that it felt different. Uh-huh. It was darker, it was more adult, and it had a, like a lot of cool stuff going. It had much more mature themes along there too, and this is kind of the same thing. So it's sort of interesting to to see sort of that done here with, with the Disney on Disney Plus with a more like like I said earlier PG thirteen PG rating, and that I think that's where most of the success is. Like not people didn't expect it to be that good, right? Because uh-huh. a lot of people were wondering, like, are you going to do this? Are you going to do that? And, oh, they did it pretty well. Um, though I will say, I don't know if you've seen this, um, people are speculating the fuck out of this show. Uh-huh. Like, not like Wanda level, WandaVision level uh, speculation, but like, okay, where the fuck did you even get that? <laughs> like, uh-huh. there, there is like, I remember seeing someone um, thinking that, oh, what if, like, all these personalities are actually you know, different variants of the character and they're all just like, this is the effect of the multiverse and I'm like, it's just, no, no, <laughs> stop. Yeah, it, it, it's, 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 uh, uh, clearly there's some people that don't know what dissociative personality disorder is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 
or just like this is nothing to do with any of that. Yeah. This is a dude with just multiple personalities, and that's it. Or like, you know, like maybe uh, Mr. Knight, which is who shows up, is like a, a variation of Deadpool because they look so similar. Like, no, no, just, just shut up. Just, just be quiet. Yeah. You're overthinking things. You're trying to go big brain when there is no big brain to be needed. Right. But yeah, uh, anything else you guys want to say about the show? Uh. Not really. Um, now this episode was pretty solid all around, uh, mm-hmm. and, and while I definitely do think there's might be some underlying issues that might come to bear, uh, hopefully that doesn't happen. But yeah, overall, I, I, I enjoyed my mm-hmm. time show. Yeah, and so that leaves us time to go into Halo, and we've got two episodes to talk about that. So episode two, because we do leave episode one in a bit of a cliffhanger, where uh, Chief sort of. Takes the little, the, the young girl into, you know, space to find her a nice place to hide. And, by the way, he has his helmet off, which is, okay, at this point, it's, it's not even distracting anymore. Yeah, you get, you get kind of used to it. How do you feel about that? Um, again, like, I, I don't know, I, I still have, uh mixed feelings about it i mean i i've gotten used to it um you understand why yeah i understand why it's just uh i i don't know it's just very it's a different direction for the character um and like we talked about before it's not like he has never taken off his helmet off his helmet off yeah he's done it before yeah it's been mostly in like expanded media like the books or, or comics or other things but yeah if you're like a fan of the halo games and you never really dove into that other stuff then yes it's going to be extremely weird uh for that to be a th- to, to do that mm-hmm. considering especially that we already uh, we had a show mm-hmm. uh you know the mandalorian which out. can i just say thank god it doesn't feel like mandalorian i mean yeah i guess you, you, uh, that probably is a benefit maybe yeah mm-hmm. probably because you know Obviously, it would be like it's it's a it's just shittier Mandalorian or whatever, yeah, uh, or something like that. Um, and you you want uh, shows to be unique and different and have their own spin on things, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like uh, they could if there was one thing they they would take from the Mandalorian is uh, uh, just how how do you have a character with a helmet on for most of its runtime mm-hmm. still be able to be. Uh, a very interesting protagonist to follow through. Yeah. And they do it in interesting strides by still giving essentially him a character. Not to say that Chief himself didn't have character, but if you just played the games, it was very, like, straightforward kind of a characterization. He is action movie man half the time. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Because the whole idea is that you, you insert yourself, you're doing most of the work. It's really about this the relationship between... Uh, well, you're finding specifically going over the first few games. It's just you find out all this foreign stuff, and then later on, sort of like your relationship, relationship with Cortana, and all that stuff. Uh, and Infinite's a totally different thing too. But aside from the point, <laughs> it's really more. Um, it, it 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 does give him a chance to be a character. And while I think you and I agree that we kind of would prefer him if being on a helmet all the time. It it may it, we get it it makes sense um, we just want more helmet on that's all we ask hopefully by season two they'll do it because apparently they're done with season one I mean yeah obviously they're uh, season one is done uh, mm. they're not just making it in, in over uh, every week yeah no, um, no, no. that'd be madness uh, you know it, the 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 CG would look way, uh, way shittier if that was the case. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, they, I mean, they have a season two already, so mm-hmm. uh, already booked in. So hopefully, hopefully, uh, they take various f- criticisms and feedback that people have got, given about the show, mm-hmm. and uh, they can improve on some of that. Hopefully, yes. Um, but aside from that, you know, Chief goes to um, meet what's his name, Soren. Yes, Soren. Uh, I forget his numbers, yeah. but he was a Spartan who uh, 
ran away. Um, he is a character from the lore. I forget uh, if like he actually did some of the stuff that he's been doing currently. I mm. could be wrong. I, I, I it, it was it was in uh, a collection of short stories that I didn't read. Um, but the name sounded familiar. But the name sounded familiar, and I vaguely remember that. Um, yeah, like, uh, so he he's very much like, I don't like this place. This place, you know, like, they're just, they're brainwashing us and stuff like that. This is terrible. You know, and him and John were good friends, and, mm-hmm. you know, it, you know, I guess initially John was, like, thinking about leaving with him. Mm-hmm. But then he's like, no, I can't. And he's like... We'll get to why he why they might that might be the case, but I don't really agree. I don't think that that's well. That's one person's reading of it, and I don't think that's what's going on. But aside from that, yeah, he goes to Soren. Soren has a life outside in this like what colony plant? What, what is this place? It's like a weird asteroid yeah. belt community uh, where it's kind of, it, it, where a lot of like not necessarily it, it's a lot of a. Uh, I wouldn't say illegal stuff happens, but it's very much it's, like it's, yeah, it's yeah. it's it's, it's some a black not some black market shit, but some like maybe close to black market shit. It's more like just a, a, a smuggler's den, I guess, mm-hmm. would be a, a apt term because yeah. uh, you know clearly that uh, nobody here likes the UNSC. They're even like uh, you know just eyeing up uh, Master Chief and stuff. And it, yeah, but you know, Soren's the big head boss essentially. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he does have a life. He has a wife. He has a kid, which surprises you because he's like, we aren't supposed to be able to, you know. Well, oh, but when you move the thing, that you're able to. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, like you, you know, once you stop taking all those medications and like the various like augments in your body, you know, you're able to live a normal life. So, do you want to break that down, or do you, or uh, do you not want to do that? I mean. I'm not exactly sure on the uh, on the levels of how that works. I know that that they did that in the lore, uh, they did do a lot of genetic uh, tampering stuff to the Spartans in the Spartan Dude program. That you know, yeah, basically did make them not necessarily sterile, but very much just like not have a sex drive. So obviously, like I mean, I think there was a a, a dumb joke running around that's like. Oh, did you know that the, the the Master Chief suit jacks him off or whatever? And it's like, no, because Chief doesn't even have a sex drive, so it doesn't even need to, you know? I thought they were chemically castrated. I mean, I th- kind of, I mean... It's weird. Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's been a while. It's not... Point is, is that you know whatever, lo- whatever logic or uh, reasoning behind it, like that sort of... Uh, Master Chief doesn't fuck because he just doesn't have doesn't have the need to. Mm. That's sort of the uh, general conception we all got behind. And and so the and clearly they didn't follow that uh, in, in in the show. But you know what? It's fine. Who cares? Well, I mean, yeah, but I feel like it's more the way of the how it's handled in the show. It's more like it was just more like medicine and various stuff that they took, and mm. once you stop taking it, you know, like the effects, you know, don't. We're off essentially. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not. It's it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm not necessarily upset about it. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think it's something I, I should like worry myself over a, it about. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't think anyone really cares about that change. At least, I feel like no, no nothing that you've seen. Yeah, considering all the other stuff that's been changed and moved around a bit. Uh, the the ability for Spartans to make kids after like stop uh, after not being you know on like those drugs and stuff, you know it's just it's a change that I don't really mm-hmm. see a uh, rhyme or reason to care about. Mm-hmm. But I think the the cool thing about it is that Soren seems to have a more not being a robot, while John is kind of a robot. <laughs> Which is like, yeah, I could see that. Uh, knowing John, he is kind of like straightforward to the task. I mean, yeah, it's it's meant to be sort of yeah a dichotomy, right? Of mm-hmm. uh, uh, of how the Master Chief is, mm-hmm. uh, and comparing him to like say a Spartan that has a 
um, you know, um, gone through some stuff, has been more of a personality, various things. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting take. Uh, and, uh, in the meantime, the UNSC is basically sort of just trying to figure out, all right, where's John? We gotta, you know, we gotta find him. We lost a six, like a $10 billion project. Yeah, he, we, we lost probably one of our best soldiers. He's on the run. We don't, we got to figure out what's His going on. His armor is worth a lot of money, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I mean, yeah, but like, it's not like a regular person can wear it. True. That thing wears like, weighs like a ton. Yeah. As you, as you remember from our last episode talking about Halo. Yeah, so, you know, it's a... Uh, and this sort of uh, is essentially uses this whole scenario, situation to essentially push uh, her own agenda a bit. And very Halsey, very Halsey, of like I can get John back. However, I think I have a way to make sure he stays loyal, loyal essentially. Um, and it's my Cortana project, and uh, and you know she's just delivering this stuff to uh, all these top UNSC brass. And it's like you know, it's gonna, it's you know, it's an advanced AI that can you know help him, you know, you mm. know achieve the next step in human evolution. You know, be, make him better, stronger, faster, and most importantly, loyal. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we've had we've seen like I guess conflict between her and like her superior essentially, mm-hmm. who she's like, I don't trust this Cortana project. Quite frankly, seems a little inhumane. Yeah, and you know, uh, they mentioned that like uh, the 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 only way to make it like fully work was to through the use of flash cloning a brain or whatever. Yeah, which is why we have that uh weird looking like a palsy down there. In like yeah. a weird bubble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh but yeah yeah, that's sort of generally uh And and to 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 go on to your point, like it's weird because, like, from what you understand of the lore, that's not how they did the cloning. That's not they, that's not how they did AIs, right? Um, yeah, like, AIs in in the Halo universe are divided into two uh, distinctions. You got dumb AI, which is basically sort of, like, what we would be able to make AI be in in uh, the modern day. Yeah, they'd be like, hi, how are you, Steve? Well, and not necessarily that, like, I, I, get, I guess a good example that we see in the games is the superintendent from uh, Halo 3 ODST. It doesn't really have it's. It has a bit of a personality, but it doesn't. One, it can't communicate on its own. It uses various other means and stuff to communicate. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, it, it its main functions it, is it, to run a city. Is yeah, is to run a city. It doesn't have like with Cortana. She's like a smart AI, which is like has a human like has has her own personality essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, she makes quips and all that stuff. We'll see more of this in the next one. Yeah. Um, she she uh, runs various different types of processes. Like, she's just like a supercomputer. With you know, She's like a person that has the brain of a supercomputer, essentially. That is what smart AIs are. Mm-hmm. And they only last for seven years. And yeah, and that's sort of their thing because uh, all that computing and all that stuff... You know, sort of runs them out essentially, and they enter the stage called rampancy, where they essentially just uh, not necessarily go killer uh, robot, but they're very much unstable and just like think themselves to death. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the in the, in in the Halo lore, um, I'm pretty sure uh, what they usually to get like a smart AI, you really only had to like do like a brain scan of like a regular person or uh and use that as like a copy and then like build an ai around it mm-hmm. because uh i mean yeah we uh as we're gonna find out very soon is uh cortana is definitely based off of halsey at least her brain yeah uh scan and so and so yeah they they basically they, they give her the let go but they're also some people are like yeah, we need to keep an eye on Halsey, and we got to make sure we also get information because she ain't gonna give a shit. Yeah, I mean, uh, heck, um, uh, Miranda uh, hears that pretty much when John gets back, like she's gonna Halsey's gonna get, get first dibs on the artifact, and she's like, "That's not fair." That's actually my job. 
What the fuck? And it's like, and 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 the, her, and, you know, their superiors is like, listen, all right. I know. I know. I get. I get it. You know. But like, listen, I I I I ain't got time to deal with this. My hands are tied. Yeah. I gotta deal with John. Halsey's bullshit. I know you're being wrong, and I know it's also your mom. But God damn it, I can't do shit. Yeah, more or less. And um, we do have an interaction back on the uh, with uh, Master Chief and uh, Soren that he knows a guy who's uh. Hanged out with the Covenant because that's sort of the other reason uh, why John has arrived is that I have you know he has the artifact and he needs to figure out what the hell this is. Yeah, and he talks to this guy. And he's a bit of a crazy person because you know he's been living with the Covenant for, for a bit. A little too crazy. One, yeah, I guess you could say it's a bit of overacting. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he's you know uh, we see John interact with the object again. And uh, this is where this man has this whole, like, uh, I guess, doomsday speech prepared of, like, you know, like, you you can, you are the one who can activate it, you know? Like, yeah. They're looking for it. They, and he's like, what? What are they looking for? The ring, you know? What is this ring? You know, it, it will cause an end to all life as we know it. How the fuck does he know that? I mean, I don't know. Because, like, that's my only issue with that that whole moment is that... Because the Covenant kind of sort of don't know. And the humans definitely don't know. What? Until they find Halo. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is that... I I can I I I I there's only like one maybe logical reason yeah. as to why he says that. Yeah. And I don't and and I don't necessarily think it's uh um improbable. Improbable to say that this guy who's lived uh, who's I guess been uh, hold prisoner or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like maybe he knows that the ring which is you know it's Halo. Mm-hmm. He's th- they're talking about Halo. Uh, he knows that it's an important object in the Covenant religion and that activating it will, you know, start the great journey, which is, you know, the Covenant sent, you know, they're basically, they're, they're a way of like, you know, ascending to the heavens and stuff like that. Yeah. So I, it, I think it could be interpreted as him say, when he says that is that, um, the halos will, mm-hmm. when they find the halo, and activate it. It will be the end of their way of life. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh, I'm saying so. You're saying context clues. I guess. Uh, granted, Chief immediately thinks it's a weapon, mm-hmm. and it's going to. You know. They're gonna use it to destroy all humanity. Which. Yeah. Technically, he's not wrong. Because the thing is that they hear about this ring or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they say the Covenant really want it. You know, they're gonna you're gonna assume it's some sort of weapon. I mean, heck, in the first Halo game, they talk about the Covenant just being like super crazed up about the Halo ring, and it's like, you know, they're like it's a weapon, and you know, they're like, okay, let's try to you know activate Halo first so that we can get rid of these Covenant. Because if the Covenant want it, that means it has to be some sort of weapon. And we gotta stop them from using it against us. So you might have to use it against them. Mm-hmm. But then, obviously, through the course of the Halo games, it, you, it, it's like, oh no, Halo's a weapon that kills all intelligent life. We're all fucked. We gotta, <laughs> you just gotta stop the Halo ring from firing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. And to be fair, they, uh, this, they do, they go a bit into it in the third, in the th- in this newest episode, third episode, uh, where you know all these UNSC brass are like. If the Covenant want this thing and it's a weapon, we might be able to use it against them. Did they say that? I don't remember them saying that. Well, I mean, they they have big interests. I'm in the ring, sure. got it, got it, got it. Uh, in this so-called ring that they're talking about. Mm-hmm. So, you know, because clearly if it's important to the Covenant, then, you know, you know, we the USC is going to be like, all right, mm-hmm. we need to figure out what this is. Yeah, we need to find it. Um, but yeah, uh, with, with that sequence, uh, Chief decides to go back to UNSC. He leaves Quan uh, with Soren. Uh, 
Even though oh, yeah. Quan's like, uh, no, I want to, you know, you can't just leave me here. It's like, listen, this is the only place you're safe. You got a bounty on your head. It's like, you just, you know, you just stay here. Cause, yeah. Because I got a job to do. And Soren's kind of shitting on him, too. Yeah, just, oh, you're running back to Halls. You're running back to Mama, right? It's like, listen, man, if these ring, if this so-called ring thing is, like, serious threat, there's literally no one that can stop it except us. Also, can I trust you with... Can you, yeah, you can trust me, buddy. I'm going to just <laughs> shout on you. I was like, wait, what? Hold up now. Yeah, I mean, he, he, listen, that's the mark of a good friend. Soren will call it people out on their bullshit, but he still cares enough about them to, you know, keep promises. Fair enough. Um, it's weird that he talks about the uh, the, the Halsey-John relationship, because I think we talked about it in the last episode. There was a very like mother son kind of relationship there going on, like like you said earlier, like you said in that in the last one, um, Halsey was very attached to all the Spartan twos, mm-hmm. but just John was like a real special case. Yeah, and to be fair, uh, they mentioned. I feel like it, it's it has been mentioned by other Spartans before mm-hmm. in 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 other media where like, oh, John was always her favorite or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, so there there it's not that big of a it's not that weird to me that a spartan would just call call uh, out on being like oh you're just you know your mom's favorite yeah yeah which i don't know i guess it, i guess the way it was uh, interpreted for me it was really weird but um but no i i know i know in the context what it means but also yeah it just it just felt really weird but it's also funny cuz like in here Pablo Schreiber who's the, the guy who plays uh, John is a really good actor because when he reunites with Halsey and just, well, just the way these two uh, interact really, it's very much like, like a mother child kind of situation. Yeah. More of like, yeah. Cause when, you know, he, cause he, uh, John goes back, he, you know, they find him, you know, they, they strip him of his armor and stuff. He's put in, in a cell essentially. Mm-hmm. And Halsey just comes in. So they're just like, so why'd you do the things you did? You know, like, she she acts like a bit of like a concerned and but also stern parent. Yeah, and I I just like the way she just sits like uh, above him, sort of like to 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 indicate like you know pa- not not just power but like just how much of authority that she has like, or just how much respect that John has for her, mm-hmm. right? Like he sees her above a lot of stuff, and just the slight body language that John has. Just like the way he moves, it's like he, he seems like a kid, right? Like a kid listens, like but but mommy, you know I I didn't do I didn't do the bad thing kind of stuff, right? Well, not like I didn't do it. Well, you see, mom, the thing is, kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. Just the body language in there. I was like, oh, okay. I kind of like where this is going, right? Uh-huh. It's really interesting to see how this sort of interaction, something that we kind of always knew about those those characters, and just done this way. And yeah, no, they are interested, and then they're gonna go through with the whole uh, Cortana thing. And by the way, remember, whenever Chief touches the artifact, he gets visions of the past. Yeah, which is the main crutch of this the, the next episode, which is like, what am I looking at? What is going on? Yeah, and and to be fair, it's also a bit of a also what Halsey's like, kind of interested in. Mm-hmm. Cause like John mentions it uh, that he's been seeing visions and stuff, and she's like, you know, she at first she's a bit dismissive about it, like oh, let's not talk about that now. But she's she clearly is like definitely interested because it's mm-hmm. like, what exactly is he seeing? What's what? And it, will that you know be a harm mm-hmm. to uh, all the stuff I've been doing? Yeah, because remember as we said before. Halsey's involved in a lot of what would be, uh, not war crimes, but, like, crimes against humanity. Yeah. Because, like, that's what she did. Kidnapped and exploited children. To be, you know, killing machines and kill some children along the way. Aside from that, you know, she she did some good. She made jobs. She saved the world. Uh, She will always point out, like, listen, I fucked up, but you know what? I saved the world. I, I help save the world. And I'm like, sure, lady, sure. Uh, but that's sort of one of the reasons why we get the Cortana system. Or, you know, as the way I'm going to call it, just Cortana. And 
you know, they went through a whole process. They uh, cloned her. They're going to, like, uh, poke her eye out to get to the brain. And uh, it's not as gory as I make it sound, but it's still pretty gross. Uh, yeah, and this is the start of the, uh, the, the third episode, by the way. Yeah. Um, uh, can I just say, though, what is up with her assistant? Why is he so weird and creepy to me? I do not know. I, I, I do not have an answer for that. I'm not the only one who thought he was creepy when he first showed up, am I right? Uh, no. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think so. Okay, and just, just, man try to kiss his boss's clone. That's just, that, what? I don't know. I, I, don't I know. hope to see not much, I hope he's not in this much more. I hope that's it. I hope that was just a one-time thing. I hope so. I hope. Um, but you know, we get through the cloning, and we meet Cortana, who is played by Jen Taylor. <laughs> Well, she's she's definitely uh uh she's modeled off obviously off uh of a Halsey, uh, the actor in this uh, mm-hmm. show, but she is voiced by Jen Taylor, who is the uh, original vo- Cortana voice actor, uh, and yeah, like uh, you know, I will. Uh, she does what she does good. Okay, um, do you want to talk about her design? I mean, we can talk a little bit about it. It's uh, definitely different because. Uh, to be fair, Cortana has gone through at least a bit of design overhauls throughout the years. Like, in the original Halo, she was, like... Uh, short-haired purple. Yeah, I mean, she's always had short hair. Well, no, but the, the, the combat of all had her with shorter hair. I mean, okay, fair enough. She had, like, a more bob cut, you know, reaching to the shoulders in later games. But she had, like, a really short hair, like, behind the ears kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, she had a... Uh... He had a purple hue to her and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, from Halo two and three, she 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 get she gets her like iconic blue mm. sort of uh, look. Right, because in Halo two, she still had a bit of a purple, but it was a more of a bluish purple, like a purple to blue kind of thing. No, she was straight blue in Halo two. No, she was purple. No, in Halo one, she's purple. No, but she was, um, she was she had a bit of purple tint in her. Continue. I, I, I'll look this up. But point is, you know. And that's sort of like I guess you know Halo two and three is her iconic sort of look, um, and then in Halo four they definitely update her a little bit, uh, at least in terms of like a bit of uh, her hairstyle and stuff like that. And in Halo five she gets a bit more like I guess an armored look to her, but that's just considering what her role is. It's still blue. Just purple. Like blue though. Look at that. Alright, sure. But, but anyways, um, I, it's more of like the design yeah. aspect I'm going for, because they mm. stick with that design. Yeah. Um, and, and when you go to 4 and 5, which is like a, just a drastic art style change, she still has that sort of uh, blue skin kind of thing going on. Five, she's got like a blue suit. What's going on with that? Yeah, no, I, I was I was just talking about that. Like, oh, I was looking up things. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you were. Um, and yeah, I think it's more of just her her, her role at that point. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, she has uh, not to get too much into the story of Halo Five because it's already weird. Um, I'm pretty sure that half of it was just for a. Uh, because she was just sort of taking on this role of a, not necessarily villain, but eh, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here, like, they kind of give her, like, she has that bit of, like, blue tint to her, but she doesn't have, like, I guess what we could call blue skin or whatever. No, she still has a very human thing to her. Yeah, she has a very human look to her. Like. And it's not terrible. Not as much as people thought when it was the trailer came out. Because I remember when the trailer came out, we saw Cortana. They're like, "Oh no, this looks terrible." But throughout the episode, it wasn't so bad. I think, yeah. I, granted, I think half of it just has to do with uh, the fact that it is mostly CG. It's not like a human actor mm. that they uh, add special effects to to make it look mm. uh, AI-ish or like give her an AI look. It's it is just a straight up three D model. Yeah. they're working with so there is a bit of uncanny 
uh, value to her. Uh, although, uh, I think they do well enough to like keep it out of there for most shots. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, uh, Jen Taylor does great, obviously. Oh no, she just, they just told her to be Cortana and she was Cortana. Yeah, which I, you know, I will, you know, that's probably one of the, uh, good points or saving graces of the show so far is that, yeah, Cortana not only has her original voice actor, but she more or less does have, uh, she, she, she more or less acts like how Cortana would act. Mm. Um, very sly. (laughs) Yeah, she, she has, she has her quips, she has her, you know, it's just sort Mm. of like, interesting kind of thing yeah. uh john uh you know however is very much i don't like this yeah because i mean you know because like i said earlier uh halsey is you know it's her way of like uh proving to the unsc top brass that hey this is my way of trying to make sure john stays on task and whatever mm-hmm. and you know john uh you know master chief is just like Ika, i don't really need a babysitter you know it's it's not a babysitter, but trust me, she'll help you out. All right, and you know it's 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 an interesting uh, dynamic that they're gonna. Uh, I guess they want to try to put because I know in 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 the original Halo stuff, like for the most part, when Master Chief does meet Cortana, um, like he he's not really bothered by it that much. Mm. He's more like. It's a little weird, but as long as you know you, you know, as long as you help me out in the field, it doesn't really matter to me. Mm-hmm. But she's so like trying to assert herself into the world. Like there's a moment where Chief talks to like his squad, and then he's like, "All right, guys, it's missed." And then Cortana's like, "Hi, I'm Cortana. How you doing?" <laughs> I mean, yeah, and she's like, "What are you doing?" It's like I just you know I I, I just want to introduce myself to everybody. And it's like get out of here. <laughs> It's like, but, uh, oh, oh, just gonna walk away, or like fade away. <laughs> yeah, like, I was like, oh, wow, this is a uh, this is very much Cortana. She's like, she she'll assert herself immediately into stuff. It's not like a bad thing, but it's more like, okay, hey, uh, Cortana here, how you doing? Uh, you know, I'm just here to help out. She can it anyway. It's like, and she's like, what are you talking about? I'm here to help. Like she will snap at them too. Like like not like a like a quick like snap at them, but it's more like under the breath snap, and it's just so funny. It's so it's it's so Cortana, and seeing that, especially with Jen Taylor, I think you're right. It does make it a little more acceptable. Like okay, yeah, no, this is this is right. This feels right. Mm. And um, obviously Cortana is doing whatever she can to help out Chief, uh, especially uh, under the orders of Halsey. She even gets them to help. She even helps out uh, John get rid of his little palette thing or whatever the thing on his back. Yeah, like uh, which inhibits his emotions. Yeah, and like he goes out into the world and like sort of sees what or sees everything in a different light. Um, I wish it was shot a little better, but it's kind of nice how just the conversations he has with with Cortana being like, I just this is weird to me. And stuff, kind of like you know, because he's like, I never actually listened to music before until now, and it sounds beautiful. It's like, oh, it's a very human moment for Chief. Mm-hmm. And as all of this is happening, we got to remember about the sword and Quan thing. Yeah, and Quan's very much. Uh, she keeps seeing news about you know Madrigal and like you know how shitty it is, and it's like, I can't just be staying here. I gotta go out there. I gotta go. You know, liberate my planet and stuff. And I'm just like, but how the fuck are you going to do that, little girl? It's like, I, there's still people loyal to my father. If I can just go over there and, you know, convince them to join me, we can take back Magical and stuff. And fight for our freedom. And, and it's sort of like... Uh, I like how everyone's like, you're being stupid. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, Soren's wife is like, listen, alright? You were, you know, you have a second chance at life, alright? Covenant killed your parent, you know, your dad and stuff. I right, just, just try to like, you know, you know, live for yourself. Don't, you know, don't get stuck in the past and, you know, cause fair, she had like a, a conversation in the second episode too, where she was like, like, you know, 
you know, revenge isn't always the best way mm-hmm. kind of thing, you know? And Quan is an and granted, I understand where Quan is coming from, but it's just very like stuck in one sort of emotion that makes me kind of like not be as interested in her story as much, even though it's like not a bad idea for her to have. But essentially, you know, it just ends up with her and Soren just going to Madrigal and getting like all those trying to get all that support, and we already know it's not gonna work. I mean, it's it's gonna be, it's probably not gonna work. I mean, because she has to deal with, because uh, what is it? The current leader, yeah, he's a uh, basically a dictator. Mm-hmm. But hey, uh, as long as the UNSC can get some of that rich resources from that planet, they don't really care. Which I mean, to be fair, that's kind of a that, that's a bit of a weird political undertone there when you think about it. I mean, when has the UNSC not been involved in political undertones? Fair enough. Um, but yeah, uh, Soren basically sort of was like, Alright, fine. I'll give up. I, I'll take you there. I mean, either, you know, because he's like, I'll pay you with all the uh, Drithium, you know, like this world's version of oil. I need oil. What? Say that again? Drithium? Ah, yes, yes. I'll take that. Yeah, well, he was, he was saying that, but also more of like, I mean, listen. Either way, it's either I take you there and you get you pay me in Dorithium, or I take you there and I just you know turn you in because t- turn you in for the bounty. Money. Yeah, so you're worth eh, a lot of money. So you know, I guess I technically uh, win either way. So you know, <laughs> and yeah, so that's basically that's the end of that point of the story. Oh yeah, the Covenant chick. You find out about her backstory. She was abused as a child by humans and was saved by the Covenant and raised by them. Yes, because they were like, we are find, trying to find this artifact, or whatever, and the then uh, their magic glowing stick point glowed the most to her, and it's like, oh, this this creature is the one we're looking for. Let us go, mm-hmm. and uh, she try, you know, tries to uh, enact her plan of like boarding a UNSC ship and using it to get to uh, find out where uh, where they took the uh, the relic mm-hmm. uh, and stuff. Uh, and, uh, she, I mean, granted, she has a pretty decent plan about it. She just, uh, they have a Covenant... Battle cruiser. You know, a Corvette show up, uh, with engines down, and she's like, I'm the only one here, I'm the last survivor, please save me, and they're like, alright, let's do this. They bring a little ma- a drone pod, she comes in, they, like, search for a bit just in case, and it's like, alright then, you're safe now, miss. It's like, thank you, and then all these, uh, worms and stuff come out and just start mm-hmm. killing everybody on board. Which, I mean, I remember from, like, people saying in the trailer, like, oh my god, she has, like, tentacle powers? What is this weird shit going on? And it's like, oh no, these are the hunter worms. Yeah, because the, the, they show off the hunter legs. Yeah, they, they show off, like, as she's in the in the uh, Covenant Corvette, they see we see this hunter, and it's slowly, like, falling apart and stuff. And it's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. That makes way more sense than having some weird lady with tentacle powers in the Halo universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's also like, a little more lore accurate. Definitely more lore accurate. Which I was, I can't really, I can't remember when I found out that the hunters were actually a bunch of worms. Yeah, they're 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 like the hunters are like a worm race, like these like little worms that will form up together to create things, um, and that's what the hunters are. They also form this the uh, the giant scarab scarabs, which are these giant like mm-hmm. covenant weapons. They're essentially like. Uh, fire lasers and stuff. Uh, yeah, those those uh, those those worms those, are very those, versatile. Those worms are crazy as hell. Yeah, they're very versatile. Those worms. Yeah, they can do anything. Uh, but yeah, you know they she's trying to find it, but you know can't find shit because mm-hmm. cold protocol, which is an actual lore thing. Yeah, and I like that. Like you know, it's small it's, attention to detail. Well, it's used very effectively because. Uh, the cold protocol in the lore is a uh, a mandate that were essentially if a UNSC ship or hell a planet is essentially about to be overtaken by the Covenant, they enact cold protocol, which basically erases all the data or at least like locks data or just you know it's basically just sort of a torch and burn tactic for yeah. the UNSC of like just torch and burning all their stuff because. They fear that if the Covenant get any information on Earth, 
you know. Always screwed. Yeah, you know, we're screwed. Mm-hmm. It's basically, yeah, it was sort of, it's their way of, like, essentially covering their tracks for Earth. To keep Earth safe. So, like, yeah. so you know, they don't, wanna, they don't want them to find where exactly they are, because if they find where Earth is, they're, they're just, like, that's just last stronghold, baby. Yeah. We got, we got nothing left to protect. But, yeah, no, after that, you know, John gets more memories. And in those memories, he finds out he might know where this artifact might be connected, and it might be back at his home planet. Mm-hmm. And so, so Halsey reluctantly, but she agrees to take him back there. And John looks like he's going to find out the, his whole past. Which is the thing that we've talked about is are they are this is this show going to talk about the fact that all of these char- that the Spartans were again adopted uh, abducted children forced into military service and in military indoctrination and all this sort of sort of like testing and stuff like that. So you know, we don't know. Maybe we'll see. But it's I'll say this: the Halo show is surprisingly getting better for me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think it, it's getting. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of like. I I've done my best to like see it with open eyes a bit, or at mm. least like not very uh, judgmental, and it's a different take. And so far, uh, so the various changes they've made, I, 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 I am not truly against. Well, they're not. They're not making me feel like they're bad decisions. Mm-hmm. More like interesting decisions. Yeah, and it all depends on how they landed. Because like, apparently, because in the in, in 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 from my understanding, when it comes to the the foreigner artifacts, anyone anyone with a human touch can activate them, right? Yeah, like the, yeah, like you just need like any human can just activate foreigner technology. Mm-hmm. But here, it's like you have to be. Uh, chosen or have to have a certain genetic makeup for it to have to work. I mean, I guess it seems like that. Like it, it seems like you need to be a certain like I don't know. Like it's only a small amount of humans are able mm-hmm. to like uh, uh, activate forerunner stuff. Which I guess in terms of uh, storytelling, I guess it, it just makes it more. Uh, like ah yes, chosen one uh, narrative kind of thing. Mm. Uh, but I wouldn't say chosen one because I guess it depends on the person. Yeah, like uh, imagine if Miranda was able to was able to activate the the the, the object. Mm-hmm. Then it, then it'd be like oh so it has to be like you know certain people, not like the entire race. Mm-hmm. So I, it it kind of makes sense. It kind of but I. I I gotta see how well it's executed before going, saying it, giving them my full okay. I mean, at the same time, uh, I, I I feel like um, how it is in the games just makes probably works well mm-hmm. because if the forerunners did leave their technology for the humans, then it would make way more sense to just allow all humans to be able to use it. True. Yeah. Uh, select few. That actually does doesn't make more sense. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm not against it, but I need to see how it's uh, executed. But I do agree with the one the way they explained it in the game was a lot more made a lot more sense, right? Mm-hmm. And so yeah, that's basically the end of the episode. Um, uh, it's like I said, it's 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 a, it's a good up. It's 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 getting there. You know, I think maybe in time it'll be a better show. Like we said earlier, maybe by season two, they they listen to all the criticism and, you know, fix it and be a better show. Because there, there is a making of a good show there. The CG the CG is really good. The acting is really good. Uh, the sets look nice for the most part. And I really mean by for the most part because sometimes they all look just very bland. But then again, that's just how it is sometimes with TV shows. Because it feels like it has a TV show budget, right? Mm-hmm. Just all the money went into the CG and everything else was more TV budget wise. Oh, I like Game of Thrones is TV technically, right? Yeah, but they also have, that's also HBO money. So you're saying Paramount doesn't have HBO money? No, of course not. But they own Universal Studios. Yeah. And look where all that money's being moved to. Fast and Furious. 
Yeah, but I mean, the Harry Potter land. Yeah, but who owns beats, Harry Potter? It beats out uh, any Disney park. Yeah, but like Disney's Disney though. Yeah, but then Disney decided that the best way to compete with Harry Potter land was to make an Avatar land. Where's the logic in that? I don't know. Exactly. But also, you know, Harry Potter's owned by Warner Bros., so technically they win at the end of the day. Yeah, well, Warner Bros. could have put it in a Six Flags park, but they didn't. Fair enough. <laughs> I don't know where that was going. But anyways, uh, yeah, no, uh, hopefully the show does get better. It's It has the makings, like I said, for it to be a good show. We'll just need to wait and see. Um, but that's the end of this episode. And if you guys enjoyed what you heard, please share to follow us on all social medias on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. At the Kissing Terrence, we're most active on Instagram. And you'll find a link tree to all the podcast sites we're officially part of, like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Pandora. Uh, all of the like. And a link to the YouTube for all your audio listeners out there who want to put a face to the voice. If you go on YouTube, be sure to like, comment, subscribe. Hit the bell icon, all that good stuff that you tend to know YouTube uh, to have. Also, have a link to our Patreon that we use to support in any form of way. And yeah, that's about it, guys. You and yeah, Halo, Moon Knight, they're both really good shows. Moon Knight more. Hope to see what more Moon Knight will come back to at some point. Same thing with Halo, we'll come back to it at some point. Uh, and yeah, it's been a good episode. You got anything to say, Jay? Uh, no, I'm just curious as to uh, how each of these shows turn out. Because Moon Knight, I think, has already been pretty good so far. Hopefully, it can maintain. Uh, that that, that that pace that pace and stuff and be a good show all the way to the end and hopefully Halo mm-hmm. um, showing good strides mm-hmm. uh, hopefully it can turn out to be decent at the end yeah well, that's uh, that's all we can hope for anyways it's been me your boy Eli it's been me Joe and you guys have a good one peace <laughs>